you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. Welcome to Strength Money Advice. This is Hank and it is Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. So one thing that uh, as we work through the final uh, sort of steps in the, in the book, what Grandpa learned from his honeybees, um, one of the lessons that just came out and hit me today, I was talking to someone about uh, living in a high-priced community, say in Vancouver. And one thing that we, we have learned from the bees, well, I'll, I'll talk about two things. I'll deal with that first, and I'll talk about something else uh, that I heard today on the treadmill. So um, I hear a lot of complaining about people who say, well, you know, I live in Vancouver. You see it on CBC and all the television. They say, well, what, what are you paying for rent or the cost to enter the housing market and all of that. And one of the things that I've learned from the bees is that when things aren't great, Bees just get up and leave and move to where it's better. They will just pick up and it could be, you know, there's too many predators uh, and I guess the human version would be too much crime. They have to fly too far to get food. Uh, there's no water. Their house has a crack in it. Whatever it may be, there gets to a point when the bees decide en masse could be up to 20 to 30 to 40,000 bees in the summer. Usually this is late summer to move. They, they just pick up the resources, whatever they can take with them, honey, pollen perhaps, but mainly honey, um, and they go. They go somewhere else. They find a better house. And it's risky, but they move. Now I'm wondering, it, it seems that millions or thousands of years ago, humans would do that. You know, we'd be in a situation and there'd be lack of food or or too much uh, competition or perhaps farming stopped an area from being productive uh, and so we would move to survive so i'm wondering why it is in large cities or places where it's very expensive to live we don't do what the honeybees do which is just get up and move why is that i hear people talk uh, again over and over about you know, investing in communities that are extremely high priced still, because there's a there's a significant difference between what people want to pay and what people are asking for a piece of real estate. There seems to be this significant difference, hundreds of thousands, in some cases. So so things are kind of at a stalemate in certain cities and certain parts of the country, where people just take things off the market because they have a recency bias and they believe that you know if my house was worth eight hundred fifty thousand dollars two years ago or a year ago it should be worth that today or more 
when in fact it's probably worth even 30-40% less. I heard of a case yesterday where a house in our community, a very small brand new house, 35 foot frontage lot, sold for some $720,000 a year or so ago, and just recently sold for four hundred, I believe, and sixty. So there's a loss of almost $300,000 in the small community. Same house, two doors down, that's the difference in price. So when you look at those kinds of things happening, you ask yourself, well, first of all, why on earth would you spend seven hundred some thousand dollars in our community for a house on a 35-foot lot when it's not an investment and has no way of bringing you any income and is nothing but an expense? And as interest rates go up, as we see them going up, the, you know, to carry that house costs five thousand plus a month. So when you think about all those kinds of factors, you know, if you're in a situation today in a big city, I guess I'd ask you, you know, if you're paying twenty-five hundred, three thousand dollars a month in rent and you're complaining about it, what is stopping you from going somewhere else is my question. Because that's really your choice. Just as it would have been thousands of years ago for a family to say, okay, we're in a community where, you know, food is scarce, a lot of predators, it's tough to live here. We may not survive, do we stay or go? And obviously you would go, even though there's risks and you try to, you know, take on those probabilities. So from the, from the bees we learn the honeybees, when uh, it's not a good thing to be in one place, you move. You go somewhere else, whether it be the cost of living, crime, opportunities, whatever it may be. Maybe we need to start thinking about that when we start before we start complaining about the cost to live in certain cities. Now, on the treadmill today, just to just to tell you a bit about this, I was sort of plugging away and. I heard this uh, podcast and it was absolutely fascinating. Now, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, I listen to a lot. Of, uh, sorry, this podcast, you know that I listen to a lot of them. And it's because it, I hate to exercise. And this helps me, um, you know, get through the pain of exercise. So today I was listening to the podcast, We Study Billionaires. And the podcast, it was uh, 517, tip 517. And it was about Manish Pabre's Dando, D-H-A-N-D-H-O investment framework. I've never heard of that before until today. Now, not surprisingly, I, as I listened, almost identical to what Warren Buffett or Benjamin Graham would say on value investing. So a different term, okay, a different approach, but same basic principles. And as, as we put the book together, where Grandpa learned from his honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment, I found it absolutely fascinating that the, the principles, the 10 principles we learned from the honeybees are very similar in some ways to what Warren Buffett talks about or Benjamin Graham. Now, you could argue, well, we were just looking for that. No, it's, it's pretty obvious. When you, when you listen, when the book's out, I'll let you know. You can you know get it on Audible or read it. But the point of all that is when things start crossing different disciplines, maybe it tells us that it's 
it's actually more of a right way to go than not. So when things, you start hearing things again in, in this type of um, situation, and it makes common sense, and you look at the success. And in the book, you know, uh, that was discussed, um, Pabre talks about a, a family that came from India via Africa and started into, into the uh, motel business and how they went from owning one motel I think it was $55,000 they paid for this with $5,000 down. And in 30 years, they owned 50% of all the motels in America. And it's it's just fascinating how, how that story sort of unravels. And, and, you know, you'd argue no one needs to own that much of anything. But I think it's a, it's a lesson to some of the principles that uh, this method sort of this Dondo uh, investment framework he talks about. But then when, if you've read, if you have read uh, about Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham, you know that a lot of what uh, is talking about is the same when it comes to value investing. And then when I was looking at, and just coincidentally, we're putting the chapters of the book together and their book cover and all that stuff. It's the same with the honeybees. Successful hives follow these 10 principles a bit differently bit more fine-tuned some are new because we're including the environment in different ways but it's it's just to me interesting how things start to show up across different disciplines and I think when things become sort of factual across disciplines the confidence level that I have in assuming that they are helpful and truthful go up um, so have a look at that you know, the book is called um, Dondo Investment, D-H-A-N-D-H-O. Haven't read the book yet. I just read the summary of it. Uh, and uh, the author is Munish Pabre, P-A-B-R-A-I. Uh, quite fascinating, the concept. Uh, I'd love to know what you think. Uh, this is Hank for Shrink Money Advice. We continue to sort of, you know, do the podcast under this name until the book's released, probably the end of February. Um, pretty excited. Mary and I wrote this together. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I wrote it for the grandkids and anyone else who's interested in, uh, you know, learning about honeybees and being smart with your money and uh, helping the environment. You have an amazing day and we'll talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com.